0: Alright, welcome inside to my simulcast. I love the music feature on Twitter Spaces, but I had a podcast tonight about, well, what we just saw. Because, see, Doug Peterson and the Giants don't exactly have a good history, and I'll tell you why in a second. And amidst that 4-12 and Eagles season that really ended in a train wreck for him, and the Eagles. Um, he's had some shining moments. And winning it without Carson Wentz and going with Nick Foles after week 15 of that remarkable run for the Eagles, which led to them, of course, beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. Okay. Um, he's had some amazing moments. He had that incredible trick play where Foles was a receiver and caught a touchdown in that Super Bowl. So, it's no surprise then that he would shock the world tonight, right, with Trevor Lawrence, who, if I'm not mistaken, has recorded more than one multi-touchdown, multi-interception game in the same game. That kid is great, but he is up and down. But at the end of the day, the Chargers, again, give heartbreak to their fans. And I can talk about the Joe Montana energy I had Earlier today with the Niners and Brock Purdy looking unbelievable for San Francisco. And of course that game wasn't a foregone conclusion. But you had a feeling that the Niners were going to take care of business. And they did in the second half. Much like the Jaguars did coming back from 27-7 at the half. And going from there. But there are so many factors. I, I do feel bad for Herbert. Herbert's felt short now. I know he got into the playoffs this year, but his tenure as the the Chargers' quarterback has not seen a lot of big, you know, a, a lot of playoff moments. And then you have Trevor Lawrence, who is right out of Clemson, a couple of years in, started to struggle early on in the last couple of years, and this year. Things turned around. They almost beat the Giants. Um, Lawrence did beat the Cowboys. Lawrence did end the season on a five-game win streak with the Jaguars. But tonight, 27-7, you didn't know. Because this was going to be unfamiliar territory. Not for Doug Peterson, but for Trevor Lawrence. And then, of course, Kicker kicks him into the playoff, into the next round, and it's another magical win for Doug Peterson. But this one feels more special because it's playoffs, it's a young quarterback, and of course there's nothing more special than winning a Super Bowl. But in the now, for a town like Jacksonville that's been wanting something huge to happen, I mean, come on. Riley Patterson kicking Peterson and the Jaguars into this the divisional round. And my 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 reason for coming on here is I, I feel terrible for have writing written him off as a coach. I feel terrible about that because he's proven me wrong in a sense. I thought when he was four and twelve that final year with the Eagles, when he benched Jalen Hurts, yes, Jalen Hurts, to almost spike the Giants and spike a playoff chance for an NFC East rival, that wasn't coaching, that was poor gamesmanship, that was poor sportsmanship. And I did come on this podcast and Twitter spaces, yes, I have a podcast, at Alex G- podcast, and just check out Alex Garrett Podcast Network. Um, I did say that he basically shouldn't be calling himself a coach, or be a coach after pulling a stunt like that. Well, a couple years later, he's found his rejuvenation down in Jacksonville, <coughs> and with Trevor Lawrence, and Now, this team looks scarily poised in the next round, right? I mean, they just, they do. And they obviously await what happens tomorrow. Between the Ravens. Well they obviously wait. What happens tomorrow. But I mean come on. You can't not be happy for. Especially for Trevor Lawrence. And why Trevor Lawrence you say. Well that kid out of Clemson. Did unbelievable work. At Clemson under Dabo Sweeney, he got them a couple championships. He got them some Big Macs at the White House with Donald Trump, right? I mean, he did all he did all that. He goes to Jacksonville and it's a rough start. Number one pick, rough start. But then, sure enough, a couple years in, the right coaching staffs in place. And now, it will be either the Jaguars, Dolphins, or Ravens going to the Chiefs next week. With seven teams, there's a lot at stake here um, tomorrow. I know I know. the Jaguars will be watching closely. Trevor Lawrence will be watching closely. And I wouldn't say he exactly shredded the Charger defense. He obviously got picked off four times. Asante Samuel Jr. picking off three times. How interesting was it to hear Al Michaels behind the mic, by the way, on NBC? Something that hasn't happened in about a year or so since... He was put on prime, and Mike Tirico took over with Chris Collinsworth on Sundays. But yeah, I come in here to say I I cannot lift my grudge against Doug Peterson, no matter how amazing this one was, no matter how exciting and awe-inspiring that Eagle team with Foles and Ertz, uh, those two especially were, I mean, come on, what a duo. What a combo. And I think he's trying to find the right magic here. With Trevor Lawrence. And I mean it's not just Trevor right. You have a whole. A whole host of characters that made the catches. I mean come on. That. Huh. I mean. That 39 yarder. That was the one. That was the one. 30 20. 39 yarder. Fighting Jones in open space. And Jones caught it. And they converted a couple two point. Conversions as well down the stretch here, and I think unfortunately it seems like based on Trevor's performance, you're going to see a lot of those games where he has four touchdowns and four interceptions. I've seen it before, I've read about it before, but that didn't um, that didn't stop him or the Jaguars from moving on. And I can't help but think, wasn't Trevor Lawrence drafted? By the administration led by one Tom Coughlin back in the day. I couldn't help but think of that connection as well. Because I remember that buzz. Tom Coughlin was around. They got Lawrence. Things petered out. Change regime. Doug Peterson comes in. And now they're on to the divisional round of the 2022 23 postseason. Playoffs, I guess you call this you can't make it up and I, I I gotta say we also saw this the rise of Brock Purdy from San Francisco who by the way has been compared to Joan Montana now I'm at Montana I have the picture Alex G NYC and I I won and I kind of joked today I said well I guess if I'm posting this picture of Joe Montana and I, it must mean the Niners are back in the playoffs. And they are. And they won. And Brock Purdy's spiral, as I told Lou Terminello, is pretty damn good. He threaded that needle pretty well. I like that Kittle came out of retirement for this guy. I like that Christian McCaffrey has adapted to this, and he looks happier, right, since leaving and getting traded from that Carolina disaster. So I think there's so much more to come for Brock Purdy, but both of these quarterbacks now are entering a different territory where more pressure is going to be on them. I think more so Lawrence, because obviously if you play the Chiefs, oh my gosh, what a matchup. Is that not what we'd love to see right now? Off the hot hand that was Trevor Lawrence in the second half. And then there's tomorrow. See, I think I'm going to do a nightly recap. I just feel strong about it. I'm going to do it. And I have a space for it on Twitter, and I have the podcast for it on Alex Scar Podcast Network. And I, I just got to say... Professionally, I don't know if the Giants can win tomorrow. But as a big blue fan (laughs) and a big blue uh, watcher, I hope the Giants made the right move by resting their guys last week. I hope that we can carry some momentum into tomorrow. I pray Saquon's healthy, that Daniel Jones is ready to rock and roll, that Reggie can catch the ball, that Bellinger doesn't drop the ball, and overall, that this giant team and this defense led by, can I say it, led by Kayvon Thibodeau, I feel like that's the right thing to say at this moment in time. And I love that veteran Landon Collins is back. Remember, Collins had been a role player before, and He's back doing big things again with the Giants. So those two leading the squad tomorrow against a, a Viking team—they almost intercepted twice in that last matchup in the regular season, which me and Lou Terminello talked about on Terminello's take, which you can hear. But yes, this has been a wild, wild start the 2023 wildcard weekend and I'm sorry Doug Peterson for now and probably forever you will be the guy that benched Jalen Hurts and cost the Giants a playoff spot so here's what I say to you do well by Trevor Lawrence please he's a great athlete and must be coached as such. We'll see what happens. Day two tomorrow, Wild Card Weekend continues. Well, the Bills win it for Demar tomorrow against the Miami Dolphins. I'm kind of hyped for that. It's a New York State kind of day with the Bills at one, Giants at four thirty, and all hell might break loose in between. Right? We'll have to see. But yes, Demar Hamlin is home. Thank God, and he was at the facility today, hyping the guys up. I love seeing that. And remember the three words. And maybe we can wake up every morning thinking these three words. Did we win? Did we win? Think about that every time you wake up every morning. Because those are the three words Damar Hamlin first wrote after coming out of what he was going through with the cardiac <laughs> arrest and, and sedation and... and and really rough few first days the first three words he wrote when he could communicate was did we win i hope the bills win it for demar tomorrow i hope the giants can win it but yeah i'm i'm pretty much pulling for the bills tomorrow i'm very i'm very excited to see how this goes and you won't see Tua or Lamar Jackson tomorrow another headline going into week The Wild Car Weekend, day two of a three-day extravaganza, I guarantee it. I'm Alex Garrett, Alex Garrett Podcast Network, day one in the books. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Talk to you then.